0: Good evening! It is officially December. I am loving seeing everyone's Christmas trees and lights and some crazy decorations. I've seen a life-size Marge Simpson with a candy cane. Entirely relevant. Um, But it's always good to know that I'm not the only one that's peaked too soon. We had our tree up on the 30th of November, rebellious. Um, which I'm already regretting because hoovering up pine needles has now become my new winter Olympic lockdown sport. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Emma Morrison. I've been coming to Rehope for four years almost to the week. It was Advent 2016 um, with my husband, Robbie. And for those of you that do know me, you'll know that when I say I'm hoovering up pine needles, I mean Robbie's hoovering up pine needles. I just like to look at them and think about hoovering them up, but never actually quite get around to it. Um, we have a three-year-old and a 20-month-year-old, so when Laura asked me to share on peace, my mind went straight away to a situation that happens at least once a week in our house. Now, forgive me if this is oversharing, I can see Brian's eyes sweating about what I'm about to say, uh, but I'm a big believer in painting a detailed picture. So. I'm in the toilet, I'm on the toilet, when suddenly my entire family are also in the toilet at my feet, and they're shouting out loud exactly what I'm doing on the toilet. And just to clarify, I mean Robbie is there as well. In his defense, he said he was trying to get the kids out of the bathroom, but he's really just made the entire situation a lot worse. And it's in those moments, I think, why can i not get even a second of peace to carry out a basic but fairly essential bodily function and for those of you truth typing why did you not lock the bathroom door we didn't have a lock we do now have a lock but i still have to choose between small people watching me in the toilet or small people outside battering the door down both a very unrelaxing experience now we probably all have very different ideas on what peace is, but this is what the dictionary defines it as. A stress-free state of security and calmness that comes when there's no fighting or war, everything coexisting in perfect harmony. Sounds like 2020, right? And here are some definitions and examples of how we use the word peace in everyday life. Freedom from disturbance, tranquility. He just wanted to drink a few beers in peace. Mental or emotional calm, the peace of mind this insurance brings you. The state of being free from civil disorder, police action to restore peace, to leave. I woke up at seven, thanked my host and peaced out. And then used as an order to remain silent. Peace, be still. Or, if you were brought up in Scotland, hud your wish. Which used to drive me insane when my aunt said that to me. All of these definitions of peace are circumstantial, relying on other people, momentary, self-sufficient, and depends upon favorable life circumstances. If you were born in a different country, you might never have experienced a conflict-free land. Depending on the type of home you were raised in, living in a stress-free, secure environment just might not have been a reality for you. If our peace is rooted in circumstance, or if we have to work hard to maintain it, then there's always the possibility that for reasons out with our own control is going to be taken away from us. It's like my husband, Robbie, walking in Kelvin Grove Park with the kids. I wasn't there. Loving life, collecting sticks. Next thing you know, he stands or he jumps on a manhole and bang, disappears down the drain. Thankfully, he managed to catch himself when he was about at the waist before he completely abandoned our children. But the kids now love to randomly shout, Daddy fell down a manhole. It was a very sudden change in circumstance that he couldn't have foreseen. I think 2020 has hammered home the point that no matter who we are, none of us have control over this world. We've all been thrown into circumstances that are at odds with the type of peace that this world has to offer us. But the good news is, I don't believe this is a type of peace that the Bible is talking about or that God has to offer us. If you've ever watched or been part of a school nativity show or received a Christmas card before the late 2000s, which is when I think glittery elves started appearing on them because we all know the elves were hiding behind the manger when Jesus was born. You will probably have heard or seen the classic Christmas Bible verse from Luke chapter two, verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've read countless verses like this about peace. I've prayed for peace. I've sent people cards like this one that my friend sent me from Manchester recently. A dove holding an olive branch with the word peace. It's such a familiar scene and yet, in all honesty, I'm guilty of not stopping to fully consider what this symbol means or what God is actually offering me when he talks about his peace. The Hebrew word used in the Old Testament for peace is shalom, to be complete or sound, it has a number of different uses, but the one I want to focus in on is this, meaning a right relationship or harmony between two parties or people, often established by a covenant. And when related to Yahweh, the covenant was renewed or maintained with a peace offering. And in the New Testament, the Greek word used is irene from the verb iro which means to join or bind together that which has been separated. As I was preparing for today, there were two things. I really felt like I was to share about peace. And the first thing that I believe God spoke to me about was the word reconciliation. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six is a prophecy regarding the birth of Jesus. And it says this for unto us, a child is born unto us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Reconciliation between God and man was brought through the free gift and the birth and death of Jesus Christ, who was and still is the ultimate peace offering, given to us so that we can forever be at peace with God. And because of this sacrificial offering we now have direct access to god the father we can be in right relationship with him we can have access to eternal life and the peace that this brings knowing that this is not the end we've been justified and made righteous we can now forever have peace with god and there isn't anything that we need to do other than accept god's gift of reconciliation through jesus who is the Prince of peace Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 says this regarding Jesus for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross peace is not passive God has taken action so that you can experience being at peace with him because he loves you and because he's pursuing you. And no matter what, he wants to be in relationship with you. As we look forward to Christmas, however different it might look like this year, this is what we're celebrating. Because where there was brokenness between God and mankind because of sin, God stepped in and gave his only son as a sacrifice so that there could be shalom peace completeness wholeness full reconciliation with him no strings attached we can't earn it it's been done it's a free gift of peace if we want it god desperately wants us to be reconciled to him because he knows that reconciliation brings peace and restoration where there is brokenness and no reconciliation there can be no peace I really felt that God was wanting to highlight the need for reconciliation during this season, and not just with Him, with people in our lives, with our circumstances, with past hurts, events, grief, and maybe even reconciliation over 2020 and the potential pain, fear, anxiety, disappointment that it might have caused you. What does that look like? How do we do that? It means doing an exchange between you and God, giving him the hurt, the anxiety, the grief, whatever has resulted from brokenness, and asking him to take those things in exchange for his peace. It will most likely involve forgiveness on some level, and it may well be a journey. I'm fully aware that in some situations and relationships, it might not practically be possible to seek physical reconciliation. And the circumstances might not be able to be changed. I know that we can't change the past. and We can't change the fact that a pandemic currently exists. But it is still possible to have reconciliation in your heart over those areas of brokenness, over that thing or that relationship breakdown, even if you can't change the physical outcome. Which brings me on to my second point, which might sound depressing, But it's really not so just go with me peace is not the absence of pain in the bible just after jesus friend lazarus has died jesus goes to visit his family and in john chapter 11 verse 33 says when jesus saw her weeping and the jews who had come along with her also weeping he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled and again in john chapter 13 verse 21 jesus is predicting his betrayal and we read after he had said this jesus was troubled in spirit and testified very truly i tell you one of you is going to betray me jesus experienced pain and sadness because he lived on earth as a man he understands it and yet in john chapter 14 just before jesus is taken to be crucified He's comforting and preparing his disciples for what's about to happen the circumstances can't be changed they are about to experience loss pain sadness one of the most difficult frightening experiences they will have had as believers as is Jesus who is about to go to the cross and yet he says this to them in verse 1 do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me And then later in verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There's a difference between being troubled in heart, meaning fear and despair, and troubled in spirit, meaning pain and unhappiness. And What I think Jesus is saying in these two verses is, Do not have fear and anxiety over the end result of your current circumstances. Because you know him, you know God, we know the end result. And not only do we have the security of eternal peace with God the Father, but here Jesus is offering us his supernatural peace to experience now on earth, even though we may have to endure sadness and difficulties. I think it's really important to acknowledge that whilst we live here on earth we are going to experience hardship because we're not yet in a sinless world i don't think any of us have escaped experiencing at times what it's like to be human on earth especially this year jesus even tells us this in john chapter 16 verse 33 i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world and that's the most amazing thing about the peace that God has to offer us it can coexist with pain we don't need to wait until everything life is going really well or our circumstances are great before we can experience it and this peace is not reserved for just when we get to heaven it's for now to sustain us to give us hope and security We can live in the middle of a pandemic and experience peace because God's peace doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow natural laws and order. One of my favorite verses regarding this is Philippians chapter four, verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I know this is true. Four years ago, I experienced the hardest season of my life faced with loss, unimaginable grief, trauma, and pain. But it was in the middle of that that I experienced peace that transcends all understanding. It didn't mean that my circumstances could be changed, and it didn't lessen the pain that I experienced then, and still do from that time. But it was only because of his peace, because of his presence, that I tangibly felt through his peace, that meant I could survive in that overwhelmingly painful moment. It brought me respite, when I didn't think that I could endure anymore, It gave me reassurance that I would survive this moment in life and I would come out at the other end. It gave me hope, knowing that what is the end on Earth is not the end. It gave me perspective and the ability to see life outside of space and time. It lifted me up and out so I could see above all that I was surrounded by. And it was his peace that made the most sense when no words could to experience even a second of peace in the middle of anguish is supernatural it transcends all logic and it's powerful so how do we experience this peace i believe through the holy spirit when jesus left the earth he gave us his guarantee of the holy spirit to be an advocate, to help us and be with us. If you've accepted Jesus into your life, you have the Holy Spirit in you. I always think of the Holy Spirit as the experiential part of God, given to us whilst we're on earth so that we can tangibly experience all that he's promised us through his presence. God's peace is not just a nice concept. It's part of who he is. It's a living, breathing, powerful outpouring of his very nature. So by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, we present our request to God and the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding will guard our hearts and minds from fear, worry, anxiety, whatever it is, that's causing you not to have peace in and through Christ Jesus. I've got a challenge, actually three questions that I just want to ask you just to have a think about. And the first one is, do you need reconciliation with God? Maybe you haven't chosen to receive Jesus, or maybe you have, but you've been holding blame or offense towards God for a season in life or something that's happened to you in the past and you've stopped communicating with him. The second question is, Is there an area of my life that I need to seek reconciliation over? You might not have even realized until today, but if you feel broken over a certain event, a relationship, or even this year, then maybe you need to do an exchange with God. Give him the burdens and the pains in exchange for his peace. And ask him to intervene in that relationship. Ask him to help you forgive that person. And the final question is am i living in god's peace or in my circumstances do you need to ask him for a refreshing a refreshing of his peace and his presence i'm just going to pray god we just thank you for the gift of jesus for the sacrificial peace offering of jesus lord we thank you that we get to be in relationship with you we thank you lord that you desire for us to have your peace and lord i just pray for everybody watching tonight anybody here father i just pray that you would fill them up with your peace lord that you would stir our hearts and nudge our hearts towards areas that we need reconciliation in lord and that you would just bring peace peace in our hearts peace in our nation father that you would just be with us father that we would tangibly feel your presence whatever is going on lord thank you god amen